everybody. Today we're reading from a book that maybe none of you have ever read from before called Zephaniah. You might need to go to your table of contents in your Bible, or you're probably doing it online anyways. So. Yeah, so Zephaniah is one of the minor prophets. Um, does not mean that he is minor, it just means his book is... He's underage, <laughs> he can't drink. So uh, Zephaniah is a prophet, so he's uh, speaking as... Uh, he is hearing from God and telling the people what God wants to say to them. And the historical context here is Zephaniah is prophesying after the fall of the northern kingdom of Israel, before the fall of the southern kingdom of Judah. And one of the things that he is prophesying about is basically these Judeans were saying, ha ha, you stupid Israelites, we're never going to be conquered because we're God's people. And Zephaniah is like, yeah, but you're not acting like it. You sure don't seem to believe in him. And, you know, the overall message is this call to repentance. Right. And um, we also see, you know, it is very sad, right, that Israel has been conquered by the Assyrians. But if you look at the heading of this section, we see Israel's joy and restoration, right? This idea that, hey, even this kingdom that has fallen, my people who have been um, conquered, there is joy and restoration that is coming for you. And the metaphor that's used throughout Zephaniah, which isn't the context of here, is the day of the Lord, that there is this day of the Lord that is coming. Now, for the people, they may have thought this day has already come because when the Assyrian army left, right, was defeated, defeated, they're like, oh, yeah, God has saved us. They don't yet maybe know that the Babylonian army is on their way. And they, at that point, may look back on this prophecy and say, okay, is the day of the Lord when Babylon is going to be conquered? Um, and Zephaniah's picture is much bigger than that. Right. Zephaniah's picture is, no, the day of the Lord is going to be a amazingly, amazingly wonderful time where it's pretty clear, right? Like verse 15, the Lord has taken the judgments, taken away the judgments against you and cleared away your enemies. I mean, if you're reading this during, let's say Jesus's time, right? Like there are clearly enemies still, um, to the left, those Judeans who are left, right? Right. The Roman empire, for example. There's, and the second part of verse 15, the king of Israel, the Lord. So not only is he using the king of Israel, the com- the, the name of the combined nation, which they no longer are, mm-hmm. but he's saying the Lord yeah, himself, yeah, the yeah, Lord God himself, himself is going to be your king. Right. And, uh, and that's why we are reading this for our Advent season, because you can kind of be like, oh, I think they're talking about Jesus? And the answer is yes, right? Verse 17, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save um, and this is a beautiful passage. He will rejoice over you with gladness, quiet you by his love, it will exult over you with loud singing. Yeah, and these are the things that God is ultimately going to do in the day of the Lord for his salvation. And I think, you know, for me, this is this passage today is a good reminder of, you know, what do we want God to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's oftentimes this thing that I'm always reminded about Christmas because we complain about a lot and many things rightly. We complain Mm -hmm. about injustice. We complain about oppression. We complain about systematic, you know, segregation, racism, economic disparity, all these things. Mm -hmm. And the question is, what do you want God to do about it? Mm -hmm. Right. And ultimately what we see is God saying, I want to take care of these things permanently, Mm -hmm. eternally Mm -hmm. and infinitely greater And the way that I'm going to do that is for the Lord to be in your midst. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, and when the Lord comes, he will deal with your oppressor, save the lame, gather the outcast, right? Um, And we see Jesus do this uh, when he's on earth, right? He heals the sick. He gathers those who are considered sinners, right? And eats with them, um, sits with them. Um, But we also know that, you know, 
the fullness of that, it will be when Jesus returns again, right? So this is one of those places that's called like dual fulfillment. There's multiple fulfillments, right? When Jesus first comes, we see this, but when he ultimately comes, that'll be the ultimate fulfillment. So as we look forward to Christmas and Christmas presents, as some of you may do, you know, what do you want, right? Like, um, what do you ask Santa for? Because at the end of the day, the the, the true desires of our hearts are always going to be only fulfilled in God, and the hope of Christmas is God has come. That's so it's such a romantic ending. God has come. <laughs>